0: that's join M-I-D-I, dot com.
2: You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network.
3: Hey, everyone. This is Ray. How are you? Yeah? Okay. All right.
2: I'm great,
4: Ray. Thanks for asking. Hi, Ryan. Hi. talking to us.
3: Yeah, I I felt talking like to she you wasn't guys. Talking oh,
4: <laughs> you thought it was like a metaphorical question? <laughs> like she was talking to the listeners, the the, the royal you.
3: <laughs> yeah. <listen to laughs> the-
2: Your soul. How is it today, Yeah. All right. I'm Ray.
3: Exhausted. I'm with Derek and Ryan. <laughs> yep. This is Screen Heroes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween.
2: Yes. It's not Halloween yet. Well, it is, I guess, when people are listening to this. This maybe. episode
4: comes out on Halloween. I know. It's so fun. spooky. Yeah. Why didn't we
2: wear costumes?
4: Um, I, yep, I am that's wearing why. A costume. My costume is a good podcaster. We Oof. have worn
2: costumes in the past. Just
4: we have, yeah.
2: I remember I wore Casey Jones one time. Yeah,
4: you did,
3: yeah, you I did. don't
2: remember what you guys wore. Rachel probably wore a witch because that's her default. I
3: did last time, the year before. No, no, I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> I think no. we've only done it
4: once. So I, I probably wore a Star Trek uniform. because Yeah, pretty comfortable. So that checks. That checks. That checks out. Checks out yeah. yeah, yeah. It's an old code, but. Anyway, you guys want to talk about, like, stuff? Let's
3: talk news, guys. Let's talk news. So there's lots of stuff. Just today, this morning, we find out a lot of... Well, actually, today, a lot of Game of Thrones news has dropped. Um, so the Game of Thrones guys are out. d and Yeah. <laughs> they are out of Star Wars. So they played it up like they quit, but they also had a really scathing interview this past weekend, and they kind of admitted to being, you know, completely unqualified for their jobs and, you know, getting the job over a lot of other qualified applicants, and so... Um, We all believe that they might have been shit-canned. Yeah,
2: and it's a popular (laughs) opinion across the internet. It's not just us by any means. but I can only speak for us because the three of us
3: have talked about it.
2: For sure. Uh, Also, one of them wrote Gemini Man, which I don't know if the writing was an issue in that movie. I didn't see it, but uh, it bombed really hard
4: it did it flopped. i mean every review i've seen i've read excuse me um and i've tried to steer clear of like big ones because i don't want any spoilers because i'll watch it eventually basically said that like the cast was fine and the, sp- the technical stuff was good but the story is pretty terrible so that right so. there <laughs> disney has a
2: history of uh firing people that have movies that bomb while their movies are in the writing or early development stages so seems likely
3: Go check out that interview though. It was kind of hilarious to hear how unqualified they were. It's like they just found two guys off the streets of LA and they were like, "Hey, you want to do the most expensive <laughs> fantasy show ever produced?"
2: Well, at least until the Lord of the Rings show comes out. But Absolutely.
4: yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's The Mandalorian actually takes the mantle this That's year. Sci-fi. Yeah, I call Continue. it
2: sci-fi, not fantasy, but
4: so, Star Wars is science fantasy. We get it, Derek. It's been classified as science Fine, fantasy. Fine,
2: Derek. For you're a long right. Time. Thank you for correcting us, Derek. Game we appreciate it. Game of
3: Thrones did not go forward with the first spinoff that has like been in the news so much. Like the one. That was based on the Long Night War with the White Walkers. Um, It took place a thousand years prior.
4: The Age of Heroes. Yeah, the
3: Lannisters and the Starks were a thing, but the Targaryens (laughs) weren't yet. So uh, they're not going forward. That was the
4: Naomi Watts one. Yeah, I looked into it.
3: They shot a whole pilot and everything. I looked into it. This was the... One that was pretty much female-led behind the scenes, which is a damn shame because to have, you know, the showrunner and most of the directors, the producers, and uh, a lot of the writers be female is kind of still unheard of to have that many females behind the scenes. So, it's a shame, but they also announced their HBO's going forward with the Targaryen spinoff, so full series has been ordered to that we're still getting game of thrones content never fear
4: i mean i fear a little bit because they have like four or five different shows that were in development at the same time for the game of thrones universe and that just feels like gotta strike while the
2: iron is hot you know
4: yeah but like i I mean
3: it's worked really well for harry potter
2: (laughs) it's true
4: i mean yeah so i just you know that You would think they would have learned from Star Wars releasing two films so close together that maybe with Game of Thrones they wouldn't try to do five shows at the same time. But, um, you know, what are you going to
3: do? Move on to the next news topic. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, wow. Um, okay, well, we can stick with the... Uh, the Star Wars kind of slant and and all that. So um, McGregor came out and confirmed that for the last four years, he's been working with Disney on an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It is confirmed to be six episodes, an hour long each, and will take place between episodes three and four. None of that is particularly shocking, but it is moving forward officially. And at one point it was going to be a movie.
3: Seems like that could have been done all over one lunch. And not four years. Yeah. But what,
2: what he gave us did not take four years worth of development. Right. I'm sure it was like, well, here's where I want to go with the character. And then Disney's like, well, here's what we need to do to sell toys. And they had to kind of find a compromise in the middle there. And
3: I'm sure a ton of it was money. He was like, this is what I want to come back because I was the only great thing about the prequels. Not good. I said great thing.
4: I personally, I think that the plan Was to make a movie, but when Solo bombed at the box office, they They got cold feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so they were like, well, we still want to do this, so we'll make it a show on our own streaming platform because that's a lot less risky. And I think that's why it took so long.
3: Could be. That's fair. Because there
4: were a ton of rumors that there was a Kenobi movie in the in the works when Solo, Solo came out and then it was axed so you know all those There were tons
3: of rumors that there was a Mandalorian movie and instead we got a Mandalorian TV show
4: Weird. Right.
2: So what happens when you own your own streaming service? I know.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the Mandalorian, we got some additional information about budget. The original budget was rumored to be 100 million dollars for 10 episodes. It was
3: well over that.
4: Um yeah, the episode's averaged between 12 and 15 million an episode, which puts the 10 episodes to between 125 and 150 million, which is a pretty substantial increase. So, definitely the most expensive show to date, um, with the Lord of the Rings show uh, looking to crush that in the next year or two. But,
3: um, but, um,
4: that's a, I think that's it for Star Wars. Well, time. we also
2: got a trailer for the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. second trailer. Just a little trailer, beautiful. not a big deal. Yeah. I don't think we ever talked because we took a week off. We didn't talk about the Last Rise of Skywalker trailer either, so. There was a trailer for each of those.
4: Um, Echo Station, our sibling podcast, did a special episode on the Rise of Skywalker final trailer, so you can hear their thoughts.
2: If you care about their thoughts, but our thoughts are much more important. (laughs) So, Rachel, what did you think of those trailers?
3: So, uh, I'm going to preface this by saying that the two men at this table are much bigger Star Wars fans than I am. That's
2: how I know this is really going to be a good review.
3: It's, It's not like upsetting or anything i am not feeling the same emotions when i watch this stuff as others you know some of my friends are messaging me and they're like oh my god i'm crying and i'm like it was cool guys (laughs) there are some really cool i think there's a
2: little bit of like we all love princess leia so we need to be sad about carrie fisher's death so we're gonna cry and that's what the cool thing to do is and like we're sad we're all sad it affected all of us it's, and it's great to see her in the movie, but, like, yeah. why are you crying? There no, was nothing sad in the trailer.
4: There, there isn't. Um, i I'm of the perspective that I'm much more looking forward to the Mandalorian.
2: Yes, I am, too.
4: And these potential other Star Wars projects that are in the works, simply because I'm kind of over the Skywalkers. I. It's a very large galaxy. They've shown how large and diverse it is. And I would like for another family to cause some trouble for a little while. Or, God forbid, <laughs>
2: more than one family.
4: Right, right. right. Yes, Like
2: maybe the Shans. Mm. You know, it's that old Republic style. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it. the trailers were both good. I'm looking forward to The Mandalorian more also, but I don't know about a lot more because I'm really ready to see the wrap up. Uh, yes, I'm a little sick of the Skywalkers as well, but I want to see how they wrap that up because, we, you know, my whole life...
4: Yeah, I has was, been that story, I was so. much more excited before the whole Palpatine returning thing. I That soured me on Even it. Even
2: though you have no idea what they're doing with it. I have
4: no idea what they're doing with it, but it just came off in the first trailer not great. And I'm just super not interested in seeing him return. I, I, I'm not saying he can't. I'm not saying they can't come up with a reason that works or anything like that. I just... I want to move on to some other characters. You brought in all these new characters in the new trilogy and then you keep calling back to other things. They haven't
3: gotten any development. Like, I see potential for Poe and Finn and Ray and Rose and they've gotten like almost absolutely nothing. Like, their, their screen time, there's definite screen time of them, of course, but there's no development behind it. We barely know their personalities or even their capabilities and they're just kind of there to further the original trio's story along. And, again, I'm cool with it. I love the original trio. They're wonderful actors and people. But, like, why even bother with the new stuff if you wanted just to continue their story this whole time?
4: I don't know. I'm, yeah. a- I'm still I'm excited to I'm of the opinion see- that
2: I want to see it, and I'm not going to... You know, hate on it, it. so
4: it's not. I'm not hating on it before I
2: even see it. Well, I feel like you've already decided that because Palpatine's in it, you're not interested in it. No,
4: no, no, no. It soured me on it because I just, I was hoping that with the way the Last Jedi went and with, um, was it
3: a New Hope?
4: With them being forced, you know, as tragic as it is that Carrie Fisher died, her death did force them to have to shrink her role and focus on other characters because she's unfortunately not here to do it right so i had hoped they were going to take this in a direction to follow the newer characters and obviously ray and kylo are a massive part of this but i just i feel like it's a massive course correction by jj J. abrams because he's not happy with what johnson did with snoke and he's like fine i'll just get a different big bad that everybody knows and it
3: well i could have finally brought in Plagueis.
4: <laughs> no you can't do that in one movie
3: i don't I- I can do whatever I
4: want. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I have
3: vague knowledge of the outside world of this. Like I can do whatever I want. Fine. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> All right.
4: Any other Star Wars or Disney movies? The Mandalorian news?
3: trailer was much better, I thought.
4: The Mandalorian trailer
2: was great. Yeah. I love that they aren't showing his face. He finally got a line. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so that's fun. Carl um,
4: Weathers, it's, it's exciting to see. Yeah, you get to I'm see Carl really
2: Weathers. Yeah,
4: Gina
3: Carano from Deadpool is in this. Yeah, Super oh, is that who? That is? Yeah, she's she Angel did. Dust.
2: Okay, okay, yeah. And I actually yeah. liked her as Angel Dust. Yeah, so I did too. It's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the, the way everything is shot is, is beautiful, and the mm-hmm. way the um, little bit of fighting and, like, gunplay you get to see is done is really cool. The no-shot or no-look, like, shot to the <laughs> side, very, like, gunslinger, which is what I want. You know, in the Star Wars universe, that's cool what the smugglers should be right. right? Yeah, gunslingers, uh, smugglers. Yeah. You know, well, bounty a buddy hunters.
4: Brought, kind of mentioned this. We were watching the trailer today, and he was he mentioned that it's basically like a Star Wars Western. And I didn't think about it that way, but that well, John Favreau
2: wouldn't... said that's what he wanted to do, okay, like originally. Okay. So yeah, that's it definitely uh, it definitely is, and I think if that's what you're liking from the trailers that, that cool. tone yeah. then yes yo, you're gonna. and lie. i
3: think this is the perfect time for something like that because you know 15 years ago we got firefly which was a space western and you know I, I, i'm not saying that the brown coat fans are over the cancellation of firefly i'm just saying it's been long enough to where you're not going to hear a lot of comparisons so i think it'll it'll be good if this came out like maybe 5 or 6 years ago people would still be making comparisons of it
4: disney owns firefly now they do so maybe
2: there'll be a crossover
3: <laughs> they'll just put it in the vault man they
2: did release the character new character posters for everybody they did. too it and the, so cool. it showed a different mandalorian armor mm-hmm. and it's very cool looking i really mm-hmm. dig it uh, i didn't think i would love like the really shiny mandalorian armor but the contrast between the shiny and like bullet you know our blaster burns and stuff is really neat so I, I, I do cosplay? like it uh, no, no i'm not gonna go that far Don't unfortunately forget, but a, i do like a it john
4: favreau production so you know he's got to get a bunch of different suits throughout the course of right. the story right so yeah <laughs> we have yeah, yeah. he'll be on, on
2: mark 55 by the end of it yes you
4: know? <laughs> very exciting uh no it looks cool though i'm definitely looking forward to it and those posters were really nice yes so. they were yeah
3: a uh, small bit of wonder woman news the trailer is going to be released soon patty jenkins december right keeps isn't it like december 12th yeah. or something yeah she's excited about it i i'm sure if she um if she had any choice in the matter she would have released it already but yeah. she seems happy she did reveal pedro pascal's role in the film he's playing a uh, supervillain maxwell lord he has a fantastic storyline. I'm so excited. <laughs> the
2: only reason I know Maxwell Lord is because of Supergirl. Yep. Season one. Mm-hmm. Um, so he seems like a knockoff Lex Luthor in that. Obviously, I know that he's not based on the comic books. You know, he has powers and things like that. So
4: Yeah, I think the Supergirl show didn't think they'd ever get a chance to actually use Lex Luthor. That ended up not being the case. But um, yeah, I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of DC stuff. So, a few different DC things to announce. Batwoman got a full season order up from the Which is weird. Order. I'm not
2: sure okay, so is the arc that they've already started shooting like just going to end after the 12 episodes or whatever that they that they planned right, on having and now not. they're going to start another arc for the last 10 episodes? So it's I don't know how they're going mean, hand- to You guys haven't sure watched it mean. yet, uh, right?
4: No, but usually but, it ends up what?
3: I was just going to say that's not terrible considering one of our many complaints about the Arrowverse is that it's too long and that like a whole 22 episode arc with the same villain is boring so I don't
2: think it needs to be a the arc like there should be something overarching through the whole season but it doesn't need to be the same villain I don't think like even it could, a small thing and maybe they'll do that I hope they do that but uh yeah I mean the way they've started it it seems like it's going to be a shorter storyline already so I don't know I hope they don't pull a Gotham or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season one where they had the same thing happen and then there's just a bunch of just bloat in the middle well, where was it was uninteresting. I
4: are going to say there's probably going to be some filler. Uh, most recently the uh, Star Trek Discovery season one got
1: Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Uh, a two episode bump and then season two got a one episode bump. And um, there's definitely filler at the end of the end of the season of season one that
3: didn't I mean, need to
4: be there. The filler right? can
3: still be good if it still serves a purpose as far as driving the characters along. It doesn't need to drive the story along. You yeah. know, there's a lot of really good bottle episodes out there or filler episodes that are still character focused. So it it keeps you entertained and involved. But
4: it's just a <sighs> lot. It's nine episodes. I know. You know, that's a know. lot of content.
3: Superhero shows just historically don't do well with filler. That's right. all. That's all I'm getting at. Like, Star Trek does really well with filler. Cartoons have done really well with filler. Avatar The Last Airbender has some of the best filler episodes.
4: Yeah, I mean... it's a different time now, though, where people don't want the episodic content as much as they used to. I mean, Star Trek had the advantage of being a primarily 90s franchise where episodic was okay. So you could totally throw in an episode that had nothing to do with any major story and people like that. Now that's much harder to pull off.
3: No, you're totally
4: right. Um, but, I mean, we'll see, right? We haven't obviously seen any of those episodes yet. so I'm really,
2: I'll say that I'm really enjoying Titans this season, and it's going to be a much shorter season than what the Arrowverse gets. Yes. I don't feel like there's any bloat, really. There are kind of bottle episodes that end up connecting to the main universe, but or the main storyline, but, um, you know, I do worry a little bit. And the CW shows have such long seasons. They do. It's Especially tough. When we,
4: like, everything is short now. I mean, everything is getting somewhere between 6 and 15 episodes. Yeah,
2: and they're getting, like, 22 or 24 or uh, something like that on the 22, CW? 22.
4: I think Black 22 Lightning Black is the Batman. only
3: one that doesn't...
4: There's still the Half Order. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think... I think recently, even Flash and Arrow saw like 25, 26, Maybe not this season, but um, they have in the past. Yeah, yeah. That's it's just a lot, and they're hour long shows. These aren't cartoons, you know, half hour right. or something. It's
2: harder to keep up, and I try and watch all that stuff, and I'm doing okay right now. But man, it's it's a lot. You know, it's with the shows that are on now, it's like four hours of content just on the CW. Mm-hmm. If you're watching all the shows and five that's hours. 5 hours and it's yeah. not even including any shows on any other networks or right. Titans or you know any of the other shows so yeah it's a little tough they right. are you, have you guys watched any of the CW shows this season it's
3: six it's six there's legends there's arrow there's flash legends there's... hasn't started yet but yeah oh okay it's so, like there's batwoman and
4: yeah there will Black be lightning. six running at the same time yeah um is but... legends
3: starting right when arrow ends or is there going to be some it overlap i starts...
4: think I'm not
2: sure. Okay. Honestly, I think it. I know ends- they
4: they just filmed Brandon Routh's last episode, yeah, which bums me out. I it love Brandon Routh out. so much. He's so yeah, he's fun. pretty pissed about it. Um, he's he. Like, I love him as an actor. He seems like a cool guy. And his and Ray Palmer was great. I'm glad he's gonna get get to play Superman as as Kingdom Come Superman, and in Infinite and in, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. But um, I'm sad to sad. see him go. It just bums me out. You know. But, uh, but go-
3: CW is working on a Superman and Lois.
2: So, yeah. so uh, Which I actually brought up in chat a couple did. of weeks ago to you guys. that There's a guy on Reddit in the Titans subreddit, and he's also in the uh, CW shows subreddit. And he brought up several rumors. Um, and he also, one of the rumors was a Green Lantern show, which we'll get to eventually. But yeah. w- another one was the Superman and Lois show um for the cw so it's interesting that he i don't i wonder who his sources are and if that's going to get cut off real quick once they realize that he's leaking all this but yeah that's interesting i'm kind of the way they described it made it seem kind of like a lois and clark type show but they don't want to call it lois and clark
3: no i don't want them to call it that either i didn't really like superman and lois yeah
2: like come on that's lois and clark is such a better name
4: it sounds it definitely has a better cadence to it but they want superman in the title because this is the first superman show since lois and clark um you know i'm not counting smallville because he's superman for 30 seconds in smallville
2: it's more than 30 seconds but yeah
4: (laughs) you know but but that's the thing right like we've seen prequels we've seen stuff on on krypton and other you know timelines and stuff where he's been a side character this is his first real starring show but um i guess uh, maybe I, I, I'm behind on Supergirl, but they have a kid already, or is that going to be for the show?
2: I'm not watching. That's the only CW show. Well, that and Black Lightning. I'm not watching either of those. So the, I kind of got sick of Supergirl last season, honestly.
4: The the pitch says that the they're going to deal with all of the stress stress pressures and complexities that come with being working parents in today's society. So it certainly implies they have children. They're, they're dog parents. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They have a fur baby. No, they can't
2: use crypto. Crypto's on another show.
4: Yeah, because, you know, there's no duplicate characters That's right. anywhere in the exactly. worlds of DC. <laughs> um, and
3: then spe- HBO Max.
4: Yeah, so uh, Greg Berlanti's also doing a show with HBO Max.
3: First of all, I didn't realize how attractive Greg Berlanti was. I saw the picture for the first time today and I'm <laughs> like, huh, what an attractive nerd.
4: Okay. So
2: so you're saying you would have dated him if you were single.
3: Oh, I would have asked for his number. Totally. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Derek, if he ever comes to a local con. I'm not going to know, oh, okay.
3: obviously. like Unless come he on. gives my, you insider information my on get some get out shows. of free pass is like Chris Hemsworth or Henry Cavill. I'm going big, You're man. going with Hemsworth, so,
4: not Evans? All right, we got, we got to move things along. Oh, sorry. So the, ru- the, 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 Green Lantern. Annu- the announcement is being framed as HBO Max getting a live-action Green Lantern series. However, I am hesitant to call it that because the exact quote is that it's a Green Lantern-inspired series which is a very specific word that people use in hollywood when the thing isn't the thing that they're actually saying right inspired by a true story right that that kind of concept um yeah
3: i would love green lantern and if it was still connected to the arrowverse but hbo was doing it because they had more money
4: that would be amazing
2: or if it was connected to the Titans verse
0: and that not would the Arrowverse,
4: be great too. so that is another reason to be concerned, right? We now have, you know, with Gotham off the air, we have the CW and we have DC Universe, but now we're gonna add in HBO Max.
2: But Doom Patrol is also on HBO Max, yep. so is You're it right. the same? So that's what I don't. That's what the whole thing is confusing to me, right? We're gonna yeah. have a DC specific network, but we're gonna put this show on another network.
4: My assumption is that since HBO Max doesn't launch until May, my assumption here is everything
2: that everything DC Universe is just gonna go just to gonna
4: move over. HBO. Your your subscription will will basically Port. convert to an HBO Max subscription until the end of or that. year. Or be a DC credit Universe. towards
2: the HBO Max subscription because it's probably gonna be more expensive.
4: Yeah. Well, yes, I think it'll be more expensive, but I'm gonna guess that people who have the year subscription will probably just get theirs to finish out the year in HBO Max and then they'll have to re up as HBO Max would be my guess. It would be a nice gesture. Right, how like CBS All Access does a free month, you know, just kind of get people in. That would be that kind of concept. Is oh, well, you had DC Universe here. Here is the rest of your subscription in HBO Max, and if you want to up it later, you yeah, know, to continue. Right. Um, but that's what I expect. It doesn't make any sense for them to support another app. For but they also
2: haven't TV announced content. that Titans is going to be on HBO Max yet, or or well, or, I guess Swamp Thing's canceled, I, so it doesn't matter. Know. But
3: Watchmen's there, and they're alluding to that being connected to Doom Patrol It's, it's just
2: weird that they haven't they announced Doom Patrol is going to be a mm-hmm. dual launch but they haven't said anything about Titans yeah. and that same rumor that guy that was putting those rumors out said that Titans is already within the studio going for seasons 3 and 4 and they haven't announced it yet that they're that's already great. approved so like you know you think they, they would make a plan. Maybe they
4: want to announce it in a way that's spoilery and they want to wait till the season's over.
2: Maybe. I don't know.
4: I mean, I, I don't know. I'm it's weird. It just totally seems weird to me. Yeah. Right. It is weird. It's confusing. You know. Um. I have no idea. But- and
3: that still leaves the fate of like Young Justice and mm-hmm. the Harley Quinn TV show in hanging. And Stargirl. Yeah.
2: If that ever happens. (laughs)
4: Right. No, I mean, that's why I'm saying I expect that just to merge into HBO Max and become a subset. Like Disney Plus is going to have the big medallions for the different verticals. This would just be there'd be a giant DC Universe button, right? What's
2: annoying is is that HBO probably has the budget to do that Swamp Thing show.
4: Oh, yeah. Well, so now that's interesting that you brought that up. They're still promoting the Swamp Thing show. Uh, I still get emails from DC Universe specifically about Swamp Thing. I get Facebook ads. Weird. In the app, it is not showing an end date. It still says 2019 Dash. So I'm wondering if the launch of HBO Max is only delaying a season two. And, that would be amazing. And the show will be back. Now, obviously, that would be very exciting. <laughs> well, you haven't
2: even watched the show and no, refused to because it got canceled. Don't
4: but refuse to. It's a priorities thing. I'd rather watch shows that I'm going to stay invested in. You know, um, if they announce a season two, hell yeah, I'll watch that. I was really bummed out when I heard it was canceled.
2: Yeah, it's still the best show on dc universe in my opinion so uh titans is very good too though and so Patrol. really dc <laughs> universe has been one of the better streaming <laughs> services so you know I agree. as far as quality of of their originals
4: um and in last hbo max news they uh basically have exclusive rights starting in june of 2020 to south park and Rick and, Morty and Rick and Morty. So oh. here's what's funny so Rick about Rick and Morty didn't say exclusive. It did say
2: exclusive on the article I read. It did. Uh, yeah. Which I is mine was vague what's weird that. is that Hulu and Netflix both have Rick and Morty right now. So I'm not sure how Hulu has South Park right now. How that's going to work? I and it didn't this, give a date. Like I assume, I assume the contract. those
4: contracts end. It becomes exclusive at that point.
2: The article mentioned that uh, something about season four of Rick and Morty, which I think starts in November, so I'm not sure if, uh, I mean, obviously HBO Max is not going to be out by then. Rick and then, Morty but... is
3: a Cartoon Network Adult Swim, mm-hmm. isn't it? And of course, we know South Park is Comedy Central, so it does kind of make me think that other properties for those will be moved over, things like, you know, long-running things, Drunk History, and then, you know, Adult Swim stuff like Venture Brothers and...
4: Well, the the rumor is that that exclusive South Park contract was five hundred million dollars. Oh. So it may be just the one show. <laughs> That's fair. They must have um,
2: really wanted that show.
4: Yeah, I mean it's considered because I mean it's been greenlit for another season, and it's up there in popularity with the bigger contracts like The Office and Friends. It really is because it's just been around for but so long. So I would many never generations watch binge it.
2: watch South Park like I binge watch The Office or Parks and Rec or something like but that. Some people do. That's I guess thing, some yeah. people do. Yeah. But is it the same? Like, would you pay the same amount for South Park that you pay for The Office? Not anymore.
4: Like, I mean, again, I, I think they're banking on more casual people being drawn in by the normal stuff, right? People are cutting cable, right? we talked about this before. At some point, it's just going to be a bunch of streaming services. So if you want to watch South Park, cause you've been watching it since you were 10 or whatever. You're going to have to get HBO. Yeah. <laughs> get HBO Max, uh, which confirms uh, is launching in May of 2020. No specific date, but May 2020. So, all right. Any other news that we want to cover before we switch topics?
3: No, I think that's a good stopping point. We're at the halfway mark. I say we take a quick break and come back to Talk Zombie Land. All righty. Hello, everyone. This is Ray from the Heroes Podcast Network. Currently, you've probably heard me on a show called Screen Heroes, where we discuss movies and uh, TV shows about superhero, sci fi, and a little bit of fantasy. Well, I love fantasy so much, I am starting a brand new podcast about fantasy television series. We are going to review these series in a bit more detail than what Screen Heroes usually does. We'll discuss multiple episodes for a whole continuous arc and then move on to another series. Spellbound will review shows, new shows like The Witcher, Good Omens, Carnival Row, and Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. We're also going to look back at previous shows such as American Gods and Avatar the Last Airbender old mini-series from the 90s like Leprechauns and the Tenth Kingdom, and we're going to do a movie here and there, maybe even a little bit of fantasy upcoming news, who knows. You'll be able to follow Spellbound at SpellboundCast on Twitter for the latest fantasy news about the show, about the upcoming shows that we'll be discussing. You can also listen to us Fridays, coming in September. Hey guys, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that break. It was a good break. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's more mediocre. Than yeah. Play, but
3: yeah, yeah, whatever. All right. Well, <laughs> let's Goodness. move on. Let's talk Zombieland 2 Double Tap. Woo. Let's do it. OK. Let's
4: do All it. right.
3: So this film came out about two weeks ago. We're, we're a little late on the review. But last week, Ryan had to work late. And we went to the ballet. So that was a thing.
4: That's right. We're fancy.
3: Yeah, well, whatever. It was cheap. (laughs) It
4: was cheap. Okay.
3: So this one was not directed by Rhett Rhett Reese. That's awful to say. I'm sorry. Uh, It was directed by Ruben Fleischer and uh, still brought back the same cast. So that was nice. We got Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg and Stone, and uh, Abigail Breslin. They were joined by Rosario Dawson, Luke Wilson, and Thomas Middleditch, for some fun cameos along the way
2: and the blonde girl
3: oh madison was played by zoe deutsch and i would say she was almost a full-fledged like cast member she wasn't there for a cameo like madison had a slightly bigger role than some of the others Mm -hmm. so did berkeley um i forget what his actor's name is give me just a second i had it
4: so, uh, I'll just go through the quick box office numbers. So far to date, it's made $65 million worldwide, 48 of that domestic. Um, its opening weekend was $26.8 million. I would love to give you more detail and compare it to the original and things like that, but Box Office Mojo has decided to put all of that behind a paywall through IMDb Pro, and I'm pissed about it. So, that's all I'm going to say. Unless
2: you give us more money on Patreon, we can't afford to pay that subscription, so...
4: Yeah. I'm doubly mad because it's an Amazon Prime product that Amazon Prime members also have to pay for, on top of Amazon Prime. At a, yeah. the cheapest is twelve fifty a month. I'm not paying twelve fifty a month for that for box office information. Are you kidding me? Anyway, let's move on. So, um, yeah, let's do our spoiler free thoughts before we dive in to the details, the nitty gritty. uh
3: this was fun. It was just a fun film. Wasn't particularly smart or brilliant, <laughs> and definitely didn't try anything new. But it was still fun. If you liked the first one, you're gonna like this one. It was pretty much copy, cut, paste.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. It was the most unnecessary sequel maybe I've ever seen. But it was, it was fine. It was enjoyable. It was, it, it was more of what the first one was. Um, there was. a a big rewrite that I want, want to talk about at the end that I want for the, or I would have made for,
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: The movie before it came out, I'll see if you guys agree that it would have fit much better without changing a ton, but um, I, it was fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, nothing crazy. It wasn't like the most amazing movie ever, but it was funny. The mid, mid, and end credit scenes are almost alone worth the cost venture. So,
3: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. That was the wonderful. Mid,
4: the mid-credits is. I don't know. The end-credits one, I feel like I could have done without. but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
2: think it was important.
4: Um, anyway, I'm with you guys. Yeah, there's a lot of reviews out there that are just like, it's more of the same. And that that's either good or bad. If you like the first one, then that's, I guess, a good thing, right? Um, but yeah, it doesn't bring a lot new to the party. If you like the cast um, and you like the style of Zombieland, I think you'd be happy with it. Agreed. So... All right, so spoiler warning for Zombieland 2, Double Tap, and I guess probably Zombieland at the same time, uh, if you haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. You should. Um, the first one is my favorite zombie movie. More than Shaun of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead's number two.
2: Good Lord. I yeah. don't know what's wrong with you. Um, How dare you? So, when we talk, we all said more of the same, um, I think the, the, the negative of that for me was that it did feel like an older movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the action being so similar to what it was in 2009 and um, you know, a lot of the way they were talking and especially Woody Harrelson's character and things like that felt very dated. And I mean, they make a joke about that in the movie, but I don't know. It didn't, I kind of was hoping, I guess that it would have modernized that particular, you know, some of the things about the movie, but it really didn't. They
3: acknowledge that it's been 10 years. You know, he says that right at the very opening. You know, Jesse Eisenberg's Columbus says that. And yet there wasn't really any personal growth, which bothers me. I don't use the same catchphrases really that I used 10 years ago. Yeah, and-, and if
2: you had been with somebody for 10 years, I mean, the, their relationship for me was not believable at all in the beginning. No. Like, there's no way these people have been together 10 years.
4: So nope. I, I, wa- I want to talk about those two things separately because I think they're I think they should they're handled very differently. I think they the are. catchphrase thing, that's fine with me because theoretically the four of them have essentially been alone together for a decade. So I'm not sure that if the three of us spent a decade together, we'd come up with a bunch of new. No, we would have slang. A, you know, like
3: we wouldn't have new slang. We would have new inside jokes. We'd be a little family, and that they got down right. They got the the pact and group. Aspect altogether. They did seem like a close knit group. But, you know. Well, they did a
4: little bit because they they started naming the kinds of zombies and they had shortcuts, a shorthand for that type of stuff. Like, there's little bits of that. But I think the point is that society stopped 10 years ago. Right? Like, I think that's part of the idea.
3: But the whole, like, first part of the movie, the first 30 minutes is the four of them trying to rebuild their own society, their own home. So I just feel like. as a group, yeah, it made sense. Their bond made sense. But individually, there was no change. It was like it picked up five minutes
4: so later. He- here's a question. How long were they living in the White House? Because that's what seemed unclear to me.
2: I mean, it showed them like, didn't it show them moving in in the beginning?
4: Right. But I wasn't sure if that, when that was supposed to have happened. Like, I know as actors, they've all aged at that point, but was that supposed to be shortly after the first film and they've been at the White House for years? Well, if they've
2: been at the White House for years, why wouldn't they have done things like you would do in a survival situation? Put crops out, you know, come up with ways to get water reliably. Well, Although, I guess like they, they have electricity, cush, but,
4: right? They seem really set up. They had electricity. They had, like, gates around them with, like, barbed wire and stuff. They routinely checked the the grounds and stuff it's fair they did have like they did
2: to build a barrier around the white house at least
4: so that that was unclear to me i wasn't sure yeah i don't know i don't think it's i thought years were implied okay i thought so too but again like abigail she's obviously doesn't look like she's 11 anymore so like i wasn't sure Um, as far as the relationship goes totally with you it looked like whatever chemistry they had in the first movie was completely gone in this Mm one 100% um, and I don't know if that's an actor problem. like They don't like each other or something, but I, it didn't work at all. The yeah. kisses
3: were really weird. I wanted them to stop. Mm.
4: I
2: wonder if he tried to shove a Jolly Rancher into her mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that set the tone poorly.
4: I, I think it would have been better to just not have them be in a relationship by the time the movie, quote, starts, right, and just have it be that they're just a family together. I think that would have been less awkward.
2: Yeah, but starting with them, like, Let's do this thing, and then they have to cover up Abraham Lincoln's eyes and whatever else. I did like the little throwback that that he brushed her hair back yeah, behind her that was ear, cute. but they didn't like they didn't have to explain that for everybody. Yeah, I thought that was probably like the the most clever bit in the whole thing.
3: There were throwbacks that were like that, and I really loved it. And
2: but most of them had like a big neon sign pointing to them. That uh-huh. one didn't, so I thought like that was nice.
3: girl in two hundred seven, like yep.
4: I like that one, really. Okay. Because, like, if you don't know the first movie, it means nothing to you. It's not really explained or anything like that. It's just a throwback because he totally had a crush on that girl. That's how the whole zombie apocalypse started for him, right? Yeah. So I like that one. uh, uh, That one example. But let's
3: talk about Madison because she is (laughs) an addition that serves a very specific purpose. Like she exists. To be the complete opposite of Wichita.
2: My rewrite fits that or yeah. fixes fixes any problems that you might have had with Madison.
3: So she started off very grating and it was the same problem that you had with Chris Hemsworth and Ghostbusters that her character was so stupid needlessly dumb. And in this case, I don't believe she would have survived at all, especially just with Mace.
4: Well, in it, in a it mall. sounded like they they almost made her that dumb just so Tallahassee could have the joke about zombies only eat brains. Yeah, right. Like it seemed like they made her dumb for that reason.
3: Now, as they point out, she is nice. She is, and she's complimentary, and she serves a different purpose to the group. So, her character grew on me a bit by the end. She was very she was less grating for sure, and I found her niceness to outweigh her stupidity. So while I wish they would have let up on that and had her like, it would have been way cool to have them go back to the freezer she was living in. And she has like all this food and she has a ton of mace and not just like <laughs> one little keychain And, you know, it, that would have made me feel better. And I also thought that like, it would have been a cool jab at the Jurassic world, if she hadn't made the heels comment that like I wore the wrong shoes, if, if she had just been like, I love running in heels or something oh, like uh, that. Like I, I thought it would have been funny. Um, like own it. That's who you are. Own it.
4: I'm with you. I, I think pretty much for all of that. I, she, she definitely got better as time went on. I was at first disappointed when she comes back and you realize she's not actually dead. Uh, but her character at that point in the movie is better than it was at the beginning. Anyway, uh, what's your rewrite concept? Yeah, Ryan? what's
3: this?
2: Oh, you want to dive into that already? I did, yeah. Okay. So, just off the top of your head, how many different Terminator references are in this movie?
4: Uh, I didn't dozen, count. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot. Amount, so that's right?
2: basically what my rewrite is: is that these zombies are evolving, right? That's yeah. that's pretty heavily hinted through the movie. Madison should have been a T800. Yeah. Zombie, I agree. and that explains why she's dumb that explains um how she was able to come back maybe the zombies can like after being shot or whatever instead of it just shooting above her head now she's uh you know of course it would have freaked out uh jesse eisenberg's character a little bit but you know there i think that that it would have made the ending because the ending was very poor in this it movie was. the was action was dis- disappointing and everything but uh, if it was like revealed at the end that after they defeated all those zombies that Madison the whole time had been uh a T eight hundred that had been evolved and that they have now they can set up Zombie Land three and that's more common and they don't know who can who they can trust and who they can't trust. One of the party could be one. Uh um, should be
4: more of a T one thousand Okay, think, well whatever. But, you you get um, the idea. Yes yeah, um, yeah, and with, with all the Terminator
2: there. references, it would have made it actually really clever like Clever, because
4: I thought that's what they were leading at with the whole thing. So, Because I actually was going to bring up later how disappointed I was in the T-800s, yeah. because they make the Terminator reference such a big fucking deal, and it's only a problem very, very briefly. Yeah. The
3: first one they come across was pretty revolutionary compared yes. to all the others they had just mowed down they made it a point to show just how relentless that particular zombie was and then they are
4: dealing with literally hundreds of them and then it was the super end. easy how were yeah. the zombies at the end any more difficult to fight than the, the, the normal the first movie? they are yeah when they're at the certain the uh, the play uh, shoot, the, amusement the amusement park, park. Yeah right like how are they any different but
2: that's what they, i mean if madison it, was a t-1000 yeah. and then it's revealed there's maybe a couple more t-1000s that have already gotten yeah, that's into this a really camp cool idea i feel like that would have yeah. made this movie i would have been very very happy with this movie if they had gone that route so but let's
3: talk about that first of all i i thought this was like the most idiotic version of the odyssey story and you guys aren't familiar with the greek myth and it's considered one of the few plot lines that you know a hero goes on a journey and they're a different person at the end well um at least that's the whole thing so they they stop at the hound dog and rosario dawson they she's obviously the siren figure where they stop and stay and one of them has sex with her but we get some
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe more than one we don't really know
3: we don't like well,
4: luke wilson certainly did yeah and what do you pretty say? sure right that's what yeah. so there's
2: at yeah. least two probably not yeah. at the same time but we don't know for sure
4: it didn't i don't think they had time to do it mm-hmm. at the
2: but same we time. don't know they're not every second is shown
3: anywho <laughs> <laughs> um and and then like from there on out the story just loses it for me like there was zero reason to stop and stay at that hound dog and really introduced rosario dawson like once wichita figured out her sister wasn't there I th- she kind of should have moved on like
2: and that, that's true but it's also disappointing because that was maybe my favorite scene in the movie was this, all the stuff that happened at that at that place Rosario the, dawson was great
3: the four of them fight off flagstaff and uh, albuquerque was the best shot fight scene in that whole thing yeah and
2: it was a lot of it was one continuous it was shot so
3: that was really impressive i had a a lot of fun because it was a lot of running and melee weapons and i i love melee weapons and zombies
4: the only reason i didn't have a problem with them staying is that they were pretty like lackadaisical the entire time yeah that's true right like they have this van and the van works and then they have to spend hours trying to get this rv and then the rv blows the tires because they didn't check their surroundings which seems silly for them after a decade and then they have to go one of the rules right should probably check your surroundings you know like it just they just kind of seemed really chill about the whole thing and they were only stressed about it when like it would push the story along yeah right so like i didn't fault the the graceland thing because it just seemed like that was in tone with how they were just doing the story i Um, just
3: babylon was really dumb and i like the idea that generation z would just be such huge pacifists because of how they grew up that they would no longer care about their survival is just absolutely bullshit like we we see Generation Z rioting in the streets and, you know, going up against the government. They're not pacifists. They're not going to just get rid of all their weapons. It so. was a
4: super weird plot device. Yeah. Right? That like I, I get you may not want people walking around inside with weapons, but you'd have guards, like, watching out for zombies who were armed, right? Like, they're not children. They're adults. They're not complete idiots. Yeah. You know, this is is a zombie apocalypse. How have they survived this long, right? The idea that Berkeley has somehow, like, walked across the country by himself with no weapons, like, and he's come across T-800s and survived? How? Right. How did he survive one of those, let alone multiples? Enough enough to call him a kind of zombie, right? Like, how? I don't know. So
2: when I was, when I realized that the T-1000 thing was not going to happen... Uh, I got excited when I saw Babylon again because in my head I was like, "Okay, they're gonna do a really cool like uh, raid style or yeah. dread style, uh, moving up the levels of Babylon uh, while fighting zombies only with melee weapons and cool like I don't know plot devices." I thought someone would
4: build so, like a makeshift flamethrower, right? Something like that.
3: That's yeah, that's kind of where I'm getting at. Is like the movie builds to nothing important and it doesn't pay off in any way whatsoever it's like i don't want return of the jedi teddy bear party at the end i wanted to <laughs> see some fucking people die it's a zombie movie and it was rated r but like for a language no no blood and guts and gore like show me that stuff because like
4: very few people die in this movie
3: there's no reason why an entire group of people just holding up chain link fences should have lived through that no especially when they're considered t800 now i got really excited for a second because when the four of them are hugging they were hugging way too long on that like lookout tower and i thought somebody was gonna get bitten i was like oh my god they're gonna kill off a main character or multiple ones this is gonna be cool nope nope like, that's what zombie movies do. Go back to Dawn of the Dead when George Romero killed off his whole cast. Like,
4: Well, that's why I thought they were going to do Babylon and make it be like the last stand of Alamo kind of thing.
3: That would have been really cool, too. Right.
4: Where, like.
3: I mean, if you're not going to kill off any of the main four, kill off some of the others. Like, They even say to that one guy, hey, you're going to die. And, and he doesn't. He doesn't he
1: fine. die. No,
4: I fully expected when Tallahassee left, I expected him to come back, but I expected him to come back with like an arsenal. Right. And then they were going to do like a last stand kind of thing. And that was the whole point of it being like this round walled walled in area, you know, and I thought maybe the end might even be ambiguous about whether or not they survive, you know, make it kind of like it could go either way. And then that would lead into a possible third. But instead, like, yeah, they reference a possible another one because, you know, um, Ohio says, you know, until next time. Like, yeah, but otherwise, I don't know. Like, like I said, the first one's my favorite zombie movie of all time, and I truly still believe that. This one just took a few things from the first one that were successful, like the uh, zombie kill of the, the, the week. Yeah, like the, yeah, the,
2: that was. Oh, there was yeah. a lot of that. I'm like, okay, guys, let's chill. I out like with the that.
4: rules, and I like the titled fonts that come out when they say certain things. I like that kind of meta concept. But that's well. I liked the idea that
3: the zombies had changed. Yeah, the girl that bit out the eye and got into the like retinal scan freezer and killed the other scientists. That was a
4: cool scene. Like that was, that was really well done. Well, so I thought that was going to have a bigger role too because they make (laughs) a point of that, and the only one that shows up at all is one that happens to get up on top of the RV. Yeah, because he climbed. Zombies have done that in almost any zombie movie I've ever seen, being able to climb up a, a ladder. That's a, <laughs> yeah. That is a
3: base instinct. Thing. Like, yeah. I guess
4: the Homers wouldn't do that. And thats that was, I mean, kind of funny, but... Um, it, it wasn't.
3: I didn't think the Homers were hilarious at all.
4: I said kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then they first explained what a Homer was. I was like, oh, that's, that's Homer Simpson. Like, that was it. Yeah. And
3: as much as I love Rosario Dawson, I felt like her just showing up at the end... Um, it allowed for the cool uh, monster truck scene, and you could tell that they actually shot that inside. I
2: actually thought that was kind of cool. It
3: was cool. It's just a 2SX Machino wasn't that cool. No, like, but like whole. seeing Rosario
2: Dawson drive a monster yeah. truck is pretty cool. And yeah, yeah. I don't know.
4: My problem with it was that it was the second person to come back to save the day. Yeah. Right. Like you can't. Like you're gonna. Uh, yeah. Of course they're gonna do it. Right. That was pretty much all, you know written on the wall. But doing two back to back. Is a little much. Yeah. You know, again, have Tallahassee go to her and then the two of them or she talks him into going back and that's how they show up or something. You know, don't have them both do it individually.
2: I did love that. She's like a gunslinger, too. Similar to what I liked about the Mandalorian, that she's like the six shooter with like the Old West uh, uh, flagging or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Fanning, fanning the. uh,
3: She was wonderful.
4: Yeah. Yeah. She was great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, the only characters that die are, are Luke Wilson and the guy from Silicon Valley, and you only get to Thomas really- Thomas
3: ditch. Sorry,
4: I can always forget his name. Uh, but they're only around for, like, ten minutes. Yeah,
3: so you don't get attached to them. You don't care.
4: Well, and they're designed to be copies of two other main characters, so you don't really necessarily want them all to stick around for a long time. Because right. that's going to get old really quick. Yeah. Right? So you're and like, it did. Right. And it did, right. So you, you know they're leaving in some capacity. Yeah. <laughs> so to have nobody else die, and then- i don't know abigail abigail uh
3: little rock little
4: rocks change at the end just seemed so like like i get that she's gonna save the day and not let uh tallahassee die okay but then leaving and going with them when she like finally found a place where she was happy with people that she could relate to seemed to just undo the entire movie yeah and i don't know the idea that the first movie is them, ch- is them chasing after these two women because they keep leaving them. And then the second movie is literally the same story when you have this massive zombie world of things you could do. Just, I don't know. Yeah. A bummer. I agree. I yeah. mean, you could have done like something like them trying to break into like a military base or Camp David or something like that where they think they could hold up for a long time and make it be like something totally different from the you're first inside
3: the white house and you don't do any cool weird conspiracy theory kind <laughs> of stuff you're not like oh my god underground tunnel to you know whatever like come on nothing like it was just have fun with this i,
4: I wanted a different story is the thing i love those characters i just wanted to see something new with them i wish we had written it because
2: we would have made a much better movie (laughs) yeah based on what i've heard here tonight i'm like oh man we would have freaking killed this and set it up for a sequel
3: i do not think i would have changed that
4: uh mid credit scene though
2: oh no no if anything i would have just made it an extra 20 minutes longer
4: Mm -hmm. the funny thing is i had kind of forgotten that he was in the movie right by that point uh, you know See, i
2: thought i heard that dan Aykroyd was in the movie too that's what i was disappointed i, 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 don't, remember I
4: also, really don't remember that also um
2: i don't know if you guys caught it but the very first t800 that they run into do you, did you recognize who that was no. no ray park i could tell by the way he was really? moving that's like great. it was very like He's so toad darth maul like the yeah. way he moves is very easy He's to recognize so good at that i yeah. didn't
4: think about it but that makes sense it is it, it's yeah. totally wonderful. him yeah. I
2: didn't stay and look at the credits or anything, but there's if that was somebody else, then they are doing a great Ray Park well, impression. going to find out. Right? Talk, talk, um,
4: let's talk about the the mid-credit scene.
3: Okay, then. so they bring Bill Murray back, and he is. Not from, in the
2: current timeline, no, but. Yeah. No,
3: they go back to the very beginning of. Where the, he is when the
2: zombie zombies What they attack.
4: call it, Zero Day?
2: Yeah, something like Z-day. that. Z-Day.
3: Z-Day. Z-Day. Was it just Z-Day? It's just Z-Day. Okay. And. He is promoting a fake film Garfield Three, which never happened. It was Yet. called Flabby Tabby, <laughs> and, and he
2: uh, his Garfield a is junket. Garfield is his one movie that he said he actually regrets in the first movie. Yes. So, yeah,
3: it's not his one movie. There was a second. Like, well, in the first movie, they
2: asked you what what's his biggest regret, and he says Garfield. Garfield. So I guess that can cover two movies. Yeah, but, yeah.
3: And then Al Roker and everybody else is trying to get him to do the hairball. And Al Roker is the first zombie around him. And I love it. I loved it so much. And Bill Murray... Is acting like this was his favorite thing in the whole world. Like the, the zombie apocalypse was everything he ever dreamed of.
2: <laughs> yeah. And- he just like casually mm-hmm. kind of strolls through the press junket and little out to the lobby and.
3: Dance in his step. Does a little
2: dance, a little pep in his step, and just yep. cra- casually beating up zombies and saving people. Chairs um, and
4: plates. And- yeah,
2: and whatever he can find. Posters for Garfield. Uh, it was you wonderful. Know.
4: I really thought that scene was going to go a different direction because when we meet him in the first movie, he talks about how he just pretends to be a zombie and that gets him by. So I thought that's what he was going to do. I'm glad that like they really went this walk direction. They way out, right? You know, kind of thing. And then, like, and then say something about going golfing. But the way they went was pretty great. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Um, just as an aside, that was not Ray Park. Are you sure? So I've looked through the entire build, uh, the, the cast in IMDb. There are several T800s listed. None of them are Ray Park. And the one that I think we're talking about is credited as T800Z. And it's Airy Loeb.
2: Well, he did a really good Ray Park impression. So, uh, but anyway, congrats see, on that.
4: I don't see Ray Park in here, man.
2: I was convinced that it was Ray Park. Oh well, whatever. I shouldn't have had you look it up. I should have just went and rolled with it. <laughs> hey, uh, but yes, that yeah. mid Credit credits scene was. Credits do. oh was like, they could. I told Marcy when we left that we could have paid nine dollars for just twenty minutes of that, and I would have come out <laughs> and felt like I did not waste my money.
3: I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. If that was the entire thing, if they were like, you know, it's a 20-minute movie, but it stars Bill Murray, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah.
4: That's fair. Um, So, I mean, the the movie ends with them driving off into the sunset, essentially. In a pink Cadillac. And and that, I thought, was
3: the best part, just watching the movie. Well, not the best part. It's not the best part of the movie. It was just a really good way to wrap things up if all of them were gonna live driving off into the sunset with zombies following cliche but it is so it totally I, is
4: i actually had a ton of problems with that scene of course you did then why was, wouldn't we so disagree I, I, on this well, okay i had two, I had two <sighs> main problems the first problem is it basically makes the movie's point like the story kind of worthless because everybody ends up with somebody Except for Little Rock. And the whole point is that she runs off to try and find her people. and then, People her own age. Right. Yeah. And then she does that about face at the end and abandons all of them for whatever reason. So and now she's that. happy with being alone she's forever. Ha- right. She's happy being alone with, forever for, with Woody Harrelson as her fake dad. Right. And then on top of that, they're, they've made points throughout the movie about how difficult it is to find running vehicles. Right. It's very difficult to find functioning running cars because they've been sitting around for at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. This Cadillac is a lot older than 10 years old. So unless um, Nevada has been just in her free time restoring this vehicle – it shouldn't run <laughs> at all.
2: Well, I don't think she would need to restore it. I think she would just need to maintain it because it was probably kept in pretty good condition. Yeah. In
4: running condition, I doubt that thing even had put gas in
2: it. it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it's not that hard. To, uh, it's believable for me that she could have added oil and antifreeze and power steering fluid, or maybe not even power steering fluid and whatever else into the vehicle.
3: Hey, I mean, no joke. If I was gonna just live at Elvis oh, is yeah.
2: playing. <laughs> right? Like, what else I, do you have to do? Right.
3: I might try and
4: become a mechanic. Like, what the fuck else am I going to learn here? I mean, I guess it just came off as silly. But you see them
2: driving it earlier. Uh, they did? Well, you see, uh, yeah, the, the guy that Little Rock was with, they took that. To the compound, and that's yeah, why he was there. Oh
4: shit, I didn't realize that was the same car, yeah. actually. I didn't realize that that was that. Yeah,
2: and I was like, oh, uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, is going to be pissed that this vegan like, uh, See, hippie later, was going to be doing so that. Yeah,
4: I actually didn't realize that that was the same vehicle. It is, yeah. So I thought they just stole her car or took her car or whatever. Nope. I missed that point. Um, but I guess because at the end of the day, there's still zombies everywhere. There's still T-800s everywhere. The world is still going to shit. And they're just driving off in their convertible with no worries. They have like no weapons, right? They don't seem to have any urgency to, to get back you know, to the, the level of protection that they had. And it just felt very much like they are just going to ignore everything that happened in the last two films.
3: Yep.
2: Well, I don't think there will be a third. I kind of hope there isn't, but...
3: I don't want there to be...
2: I'd go see it if they did another one but I I mean I don't know why. Are they
3: going to wait another 10 years and Oh god, like, they're going to
2: be it's eventually going to be a bunch of senior citizens fighting zombies.
4: We're
3: like how are they still alive? <laughs> yeah.
4: So just for perspective, the first film made 102 million. Yeah. Worldwide 75 and a half domestic. Okay. Um and so, you know, the second film of course hasn't been out particularly long, but it's only at 65 million right now. So it's not going to reach what the first film did
2: 65 million is not a particularly great
4: it's not great um i don't know what the budget is uh unfortunately my my normal data for that is just not as available as it used to be so mm. i apologize uh 42 million sorry budget was 42 million so it made its money back, you know um so i suppose it did just well enough probably with
2: marketing and stuff it probably hasn't made any money still because yeah. usually that's half again whatever the budget is
4: but this is this is a budget ra- this is a box office range where if there's enough of a following on video it could get another sequel right like that's happened to things yeah before. absolutely um you know clerks is i don't good think it needs to but no. it can i mean like the idea of like a necessary sequel or a needed sequel or movie i think is kind of a a silly concept anyway because no they're you're still right. just entertainment right so i don't know that any movie needs a sequel unless it's like a documentary that's trying to show you something important but um i don't know that they have anything to tell to say at this point this movie
2: is a beat for beat on the first same as the first one so yeah what what else are they gonna do make another beat for beat r- sequel
4: well that's that's my problem right if this one had done what i'd wanted it to do which was take the tone of the first film and the characters of the first film and put them in a completely different scenario then yeah let's do a third version of that but
2: that's not what they're gonna do that's not what they're gonna do well yeah my favorite like one of the reasons why i like the walking dead so much is because it's you know it's a zombie show where the zombies aren't the antagonists yeah right they're more of like a thing that they deal with while the real problem is happening and i like that in zombie movies the zombie as the antagonist is is play, is it was played out back when the original Zombie Land came out or shortly after. So I think that if they're going to do a sequel, then it needs to be something more clever than the, we're fighting zombies again because that's not clever anymore and that's not interesting.
4: Yeah, I mean, I I didn't mind that they were fighting zombies. I just minded that the premise was the same. It was this person's with the team and then they're going to abandon the team and the team has to go save them. Right? Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's the exact same story. Yeah. I, mean, I don't mind the zombies, as long as they're just No, no, no. I was just saying else. what I would personally
2: yeah. prefer. Yeah. So don't tell me I'm wrong on I mean, that. I'm
4: not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, for me, that's not that's not the part that bothered me. So I just wanted a more unique tale. I agree. So.
2: We all
3: did.
4: Or at least for the, the different zombies to play a larger role. Like, they go out of their way to define them, and then nothing really comes of it. Yeah. So. C+. plus.
3: It was still entertaining. It was still funny.
4: I mean, I was going to give it. I was actually going to give it a B minus, just because it it looked good. The special effects were good. The costuming and makeup work was good, Um, and I liked the cast. The story was just very bland. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd probably be like right where you're at, or maybe like just right on the cusp between a C and a C plus, because I don't know. It was a lot. I I, talking to you guys made me realize that maybe there was a lot more of an issue than even what I was thinking. On my own, and, and it's all good points. I did still enjoy it, but yeah. it was not not a great movie overall.
3: If you stick around for the credits, Woody Harrelson does a cover of Burn in Love, and it was
4: better than Elvis's. And also... He's so a, talented. Not an Elvis fan. You get fan.
2: an extra Bill Murray scene at the very
4: end. You do, end, so. yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll end up watching it again at some point, just because I like those we'll characters. We'll probably own it,
3: and we'll so. make it like a uh, every-other-year-marathon <laughs> kind of deal. Like... For zombie day. Yeah, why not?
4: It's certainly not in my uh, top list of zombie films, though.
3: No. No, 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 no.
4: No. Anything else, guys?
3: Nope. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) See you guys next week. We're going to talk CW Infinite Crisis. Pretty much list out all the prep work for that. So be prepared. Prepare your bodies.
4: We're, 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 this is a prep conversation because it hasn't right. happened yet. Right. So, we're going to
3: discuss everything that we already know about it, everything that's been reported, and kind of speculate on where they're going to go based on that information.
4: Maybe tell you some things you could read if you want to see what the original story was, which this certainly won't be a copy of. No, they are missing no. some characters. So. Well, every time they've used the name of a story arc, you know, um, it... Uh, usually goes in a different direction like flashpoint for example one episode yeah okay with it was that? like two and a half do you want to cuddle like no, okay that's fine. you cool. sure you don't want to cuddle
3: that's all a no right. yeah let's, okay. let's
4: close out all right
3: <laughs> you can follow us individually at buster props at the star trek dude And at Siren Ray, you can follow Screen Heroes at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. You can follow the Heroes Podcast Network at HeroesPodcast.com or on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We will catch you all next week on Twitch, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Give us your money on Patreon. Thank you.